Mike one, Mike one, isn't this a lot of fun? Two, 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 two. Did you, America? Welcome to another edition of Did You America? He's Jeremy. I'm Ian Camfield. We hang out at didyouamerica.com. If you want to check out old episodes, buy T-shirts, communicate with us, that kind of thing. You can also reach out on Instagram where I'm Camfield off the radio or at Ian Camfield on Twitter. Uh, For those of you who uh, listen to this uh, podcast in anything approaching real time, A, we appreciate you, and B, we are sorry about the delay in bringing you uh, the previous podcast episode. We're trying to make up for it by giving you uh, a couple of episodes on consecutive days. Uh, The reason for the delay, alcohol-free red wine. You know that wasn't me. (laughs) No. Nor me, because even as a non-drinker, I have long rallied against alcohol-free projects, projects, products. Products. I mean, it's like a project. It's been a week off. We're struggling. Exactly. I don't know my projects from my products. Well, I mean, I've always been of the opinion, if you don't drink, don't drink. Yeah. New York producer who spilled alcohol-free wine into his laptop, which is why we didn't have a podcast for a week. I'm starting to think that he did it on purpose. That he wanted to screw over the podcast. He has a vendetta against us, and he's trying to take it out on the pod. Now, because I've always been sort of of the opinion of like, well, you know, if you're done with booze, uh, then drink water or drink coffee. Well, also, I'm sorry, but I've heard of, you know, alcohol-free beer, but alcohol-free red wine, that's grape juice. Grow the fuck up, New York producer. (laughs) Have a real drink. Sure, you're trying to stay sober. There's other options. Have you tried... If you take like a little bit of codeine syrup and you mix it with Sprite and Jolly Ranchers, I believe the rappers call that scissor. It is quite delicious. You're into that, are you? Oh, no. <laughs> I am not. Is that the more healthy uh, alternative it's to some not the more healthy anything. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, it'll get him a little buzz, but he won't be boozing. Right, yeah. I, uh, I, I've never understood it. I've always been, you know, of the opinion that, uh, you know, if you're going to have a beer, have a beer. If you don't want to have a beer or you need to stop having a beer, then uh, drink a Diet Coke. Yeah, I, I mean, there's so many other options. I feel like if that wine had alcohol in it and it spilt on the computer, it would have been fine. Like, whatever they put in that drink to make, to make it taste like booze but not really be booze, that's the chemical that ate away at his computer. See, now you're onto something. It's like for about the first 10, 15 years that Diet Coke existed, everyone went, oh, it's amazing, zero calories, zero carbohydrates, zero, 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 and then people went, have you seen what they put in that product to make up for all of the sugar and the stuff that's in full fat coke not only that if you regularly drink diet coke my mother is one of these people so i'm calling out my own mother on this 
you don't deserve a tongue because that is the most vile, disgusting drink in human existence. The aftertaste alone is enough to make you take one sip and never want to Diet Coke again. Uh, unless, of course, Diet Coke suddenly want to sponsor this podcast. Right, of course. In, in which case, you should buy uh, six cases of it uh, immediately, if not sooner. Diet Pepsi sucks. <laughs> Yeah, so that's our theory. Uh, Alcohol-free everything is bad, and if it was proper red wine that went into the laptop, our podcast would have been posted on time. Right. I don't actually know New York producer Yudu, so I don't know the reason for why he's no longer drinking, but I'm going to say nut up and start drinking before you ruin the pod some more. (laughs) New York producers listening to this going, those ungrateful bastards. They, (laughs) they, They barely even know how to get onto their own website. Sometimes Ian texts me and says, what is it, three W's before I put in digiamerica.com and 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 I I because actually because New York producer does actually have real jobs and 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 is involved in many great business ventures but does everything from home via his laptop so the fact that he couldn't use a laptop for a whole week is probably I reckon about 10% of uh, New York's economy tanked last week because <laughs> because New York producer didn't have a laptop that worked properly so he's like pulling out his hair trying to put out fires with like real work and every once in a while you text him just like hey jeremy's freaking out is the pot up yet (laughs) yeah and he texts back tell jeremy to smoke some fucking weed and leave me alone and then i text back jeremy says why don't you drink some real red red wine you pussy right i was smoking weed the whole time what's your excuse (laughs) also i uh if you spilled weed into your laptop no problem nothing would have happened the keys would have been a little sticky you get rubbing alcohol you're good to go Does rubbing alcohol work if it's non-alcoholic, though? I don't know if you like... Rubbing alcohol, non-alcoholic, is nothing. It evaporates into air. All right, so in the uh, in the time that uh, we were delayed due to a uh, non-alcoholic, alcoholic situation, uh, Jeremy went to uh, Austin, where I'm guessing you didn't imbibe non-alcoholic anything. No, I definitely didn't. Well, it was for the July weekend, so I had to indulge in... You know, me and my friends, we wanted a little getaway. So, yeah, we went down for, to Austin for the I, day. I'm, and I'm noticing that uh, trips to Austin are becoming more frequent from you. Well, I've, I mean... I said that in a suspicious tone as if we were in a, some sort of, like, I'm leaving episode. you for Austin. Like, <laughs> I'm like, what, are, yeah, what are, you know... I, uh, yeah, no, I think... I mean, if you're going to tell me you're going there for the coffee bean, as we've discussed before, I'm fine with that, but I don't, you know... I think it's more... Uh, I've... Uh, I've not traveled for so long and like, you know, with uh, with quarantine and all that, like I remained in Dallas for so long and I was just I was kind of ready to spread out a little bit. And, you know, with my job, I can't really go far away for long periods of time. So, like, if I go to Austin for 24 to 48 hours, who's getting hurt by that? No, no. You know, just, uh, but uh, yeah, it's also, saying, oh, my God, I've been doing this podcast with this gay British conservative. <laughs> I've got to get away from the conservatism and go to where the people are weird. Right. Austin. Give me the more of the gay British <laughs> Get rid of that other side. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, but I think <laughs> I'm going to Austin with a t-shirt saying, I want gay British liberals. <laughs> I have a weirdo that can make you even weirder. <laughs> yeah, what would Austin make of me? Oh, God. You you would honestly, like, you would think because of some of your beliefs you wouldn't fit in, but because of your strangeness and your aforementioned weirdness, <laughs> you'd fit right in. But I think, I think the reason why I've enjoyed Austin these last few weekends is as uh, as we've kind of touched on a few times is I have this new passion when I get drunk where I'm just obsessed with 
fucking with people and making them believe I am someone I'm not. Yeah, you you get drunk and turn into an out-of-work actor who's not had many bookings recently, right? right? Exactly. It's basically, you're like a frustrated theatre professional. I'm pitching myself for my next <laughs> career. So, you know, a few weeks ago we talked about I convinced some guy in Dallas that I was a pimp. And so this week, you know, I... Uh, my look definitely doesn't scream... Um, accepted member of society uh-huh. it definitely more screams uh, drug addict or drug dealer which is really difficult for my actual career but when i'm out in public it's a real good time so i'm out at a bar in austin and this kid comes up to me and he he kind of like creepily like grabs the back of my arm Hang on, and, what are you doing are you just having a drink at the bar yeah yeah your me and my affairs? friends you know like we're so that's another thing with austin austin is prime people watching so like me at that point like we're not in rage mode yet we had just gone to the bar so like me and my group of friends were just kind of like sitting back like looking around having some conversation having a drink but you know music is loud and people are getting rowdy it's getting late in so. austin you're kind of quirky out there look the austin people look upon you and go <laughs> Look at that conservative walking in. He must be primed for an arrest for January 6th. Let's put it this Oh, my God. <laughs> Let's put it this way. <laughs> I, when I walk into places... Hi, Austin. When I walk, <laughs> into, you. When I walk into places in Dallas, a lot of times I don't get let in because they're like, you look like a dirty hippie. You can't come into our nice establishment. Like, we, we when I'm in Austin, I fit right the fuck in. Right, yeah, exactly. They're, so this they're kid, like, oh, yeah, we booked the Steely Dan tribute band. Come on <laughs> yeah, go ahead the stage, sir. <laughs> so this kid comes up to me and he whispers in my ear... You look like someone who I can get rolls from, or who might have rolls for me. So, oh, like rolls to eat, rolls Cheese are rolls? Uh, code for ecstasy tablets. Oh, in some God, areas, they're so, they're so progressive in Austin. I've never even like if someone came up to me. First of all, if someone came up and went to whisper in my ear, my immediate reaction would be like, "Oh, what the fuck are you doing?" <laughs> well, someone I, I didn't know. Secondly, rolls. I'd be like, cheese rolls, cheese and cucumber, <laughs> cheese and tomatoes. My, so when I told my friend this story, she was like, did you have bread for him? Right, exactly. <laughs> so he he whispers that into my ear, and I, I give him credit. I definitely do look like someone who might have had rolls for him, but I didn't. And so I figured in the moment I would have a little fun, and I, I laughed and I smiled, and I grabbed his arm real quick, put it behind I said, I said, motherfucker, I'm a cop. <laughs> And his life for about 10 seconds was ruined. I watched the joy of I'm about to get drugs and have a great night to I'm going to jail come over this man's face so fast that I I couldn't even. First of all, I don't look like a cop, but you get you get that quick motion of the arm behind your back. The only thing you're feeling is I'm getting arrested right now. Uh, this also suggests to me that your new fitness regime is really working because the the speed at which you must have moved to do that cop move. Yeah, he was a scrawny the, little college nerd. Yeah, but still, you fat Walter Becker wouldn't have been able to pull off that move. You, <laughs> I had you, old man strength you, on him. You, I am telling you, this is impressive. That you, I hope you've told your personal trainer about this, about the advances of course, that I've you're making. I've told everyone about because this because there is absolutely 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 no way that anyone in their right mind would believe that you were an undercover cop with the of way course that you not. but with that except for that move the only thing that made me look like I was cop is i was wearing aviator style glasses and that's it but again you know <laughs> i just enjoy fucking with people later on in the night you know in uh there's this okay so we were on 6th street in austin which is where all the bars are yeah. and 
there are these two geniuses across the street from one of the bars. So there was an empty lot. They got a little food stand and they're making pizzas for everyone. But they're not whipping up real pizzas. They're taking frozen pizzas, throwing them in the oven mm. and selling them five dollars a slice to drunk people. So me and my friends, you know, we're walking back to our hotel. We get a full pizza. We're taking it on the road. Now, you're walking down the street around a bunch of drunks. They're asking, hey, man, let me get a slice of $5, $5. This guy comes up to me. He's like, yo, for real, dude, like let me, $5. I need it. Let me get a slice. I, I scoff at him. I go, brother, this ain't just any normal pizza. This is that high class ultimate pizza. I'm going to need at least a couple Benji's for this pizza. Figured he'd scoff and go away. He pulls out his wallet and starts <laughs> ready to give me $200 for a slice of pizza. Now I'm now I'm ready to you know make deals. I'm setting up shop right next to the pizza. I'm selling my own slices of pizza. I could have made a killing. Wow! If you were setting up a uh, random pop up pizza stand on Sixth Street in Austin, how many of the locals would then come up to you thinking that was a front for drug running? Because you would totally <laughs> look right. like a dealer who's just got the pizza there as an excuse. So yeah, I'm gonna need an eighth of your finest pepperoni pizza. Yes, yes, it's in the box <laughs> yeah and imagine you give them actually a slice of pepperoni right. they paid you a hundred bucks for it <laughs> just because they, they think they're getting drugs and then they don't realize till they've got back home i put it in like a little sandwich <laughs> like you know that actually happened to me and my friends in high school they uh we were going what, you thought you were getting pot and you got pizza it's instead close. yeah what's funny is the guy who did this was ended up becoming like a year later one of my best friends and we would always laugh about this moment but we were going up to a friend's lake house and we were new to smoking weed at the time i think we were like 15 16 mm. and so we called one of our shadier people from our school to get weed and when he came and showed up it, he gave it to us in like a black trash bag that was kind of crumpled up and he handed it to us and kind of dipped out real quick and it was super shady we probably at that moment should have been like hey let's look at it and go chase him down but we didn't we stuck the bag in our pocket and said let's drive an hour and a half to our friend's lake house only to find out there that he really gave us a bag of almonds <laughs> yeah, we smoked those almonds it did not have the same effect <laughs> Oh, okay. So uh, the things that have been happening in the time that we've uh, been away from uh, doing this podcast, uh, Jeremy uh, played Undercover Cop in uh, Austin. Um, and I also feel like you must have enjoyed Austin so much that when you came back to Dallas, you found yourself so bored that uh, on um, Wednesday afternoon, you were texting me because you were watching England play Denmark in the Euros. Well, here's the issue is, uh, you know, ESPN normally during the summer, there's not a lot during the day that's going to be on. So you get your sports center, your daily ESPN shows. Right now, I have two options on ESPN, ESPN2, and ESPN News. And that's either Wimbledon tennis or Euro soccer. There's a lot of Europe coming through the TV in uh, the great What's state of Texas on? at the moment. i got to tell you that. Well, actually. What did you do? <laughs> well, to be honest, my TV has been kind of uh, campaigning against this. Have I told you how during the last two England games in the Euros this week, my TV died? Wait, like the whole TV? Well, so the over the weekend in the previous game, 
I was get this is before the, the the Denmark game. I was getting ready to watch it. I think it was on Saturday, and the power went out on the block where my apartment building is. Literally five minutes before the game was going to start. Right, so I'm preparing. Suddenly. Uh, the TV went off and I thought, oh God, am I going to have to reboot it? And then I noticed that everything had gone off. And I go, I open my the door to the hallway in my apartment building here and the lights are out. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Five minutes before England are about to play, the entire, the, the power went out for the entire block. So I thought, well, I can't watch the game now. What am I going to do? I might as well go to the gym. The power was out on the entire block. For about 90 minutes, which Americans, that's how long a soccer match lasts. Wait, so the whole game, you had no electricity? You know, there's other places you can go watch the game at. Yeah, but I was like, I don't... It's not that important. I get it. It's soccer. You're right. It wasn't that important. But, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm like... I'm happy to watch it in the comfort of my own front row. Of course. I didn't want to go anywhere and watch anything. No, I'm not going to go to a bar and watch it around a bunch of Americans who don't <laughs> care about this sport and are just going to make fun of it the whole time. <laughs> By the way, did you hear that ding? Yes. This is going to be a name drop. That was uh, Fred Dreyer, former LA Rams player, star of the TV show Hunter, just texting me. What did he say? Uh, he texted me because it was his birthday during the week and I forgot, so I sent him a late birthday text message. And he, Hunter, Hunter texts back. Sorry, we'll go back to... So- See, we we're talking say again we were talking we were talking soccer and suddenly an la rams player the sultan of safeties is suddenly texting me to be like the universe is going enough of the soccer right right? he said you know i think we need some football and did you america (laughs) he sends you a dick pic (laughs) i'm gonna take that as a yes send it my way you know what looking great for 75 <laughs> Look at those wrinkled balls. Ian, good to hear from you. Yes, time is rolling on. Looking for someone who can tell me where the last 25 years are gone. Uh, how's Dallas? Best to you and yours, says Fred Dreyer, TV's Hunter. Well, happy birthday, Hunter. Yeah, and LA Rams player. Oh. I'm very proud of my uh, uh, friendship with Fred Dreyer because what you see, we talk about Hunter and the uh, the, the Night Rider and the A Team and shows like that a lot on the on this podcast. But my favorite ever, ever, ever TV show was Hunter, probably because it was the show that no one else in the UK watched. Only a couple of seasons were on. So even before you knew Fred Dreyer, like you were a huge Hunter fan. Well, this was the thing, and um, you know, when I started in radio at like the age of five, um, because no one else really played guitar music and rock music on the radio very quickly I did shows where I would interview bands and so you know all of my loving metal and rock music and all that kind of stuff I got to meet and in some cases become friends with you know some of the bands that I loved as a kid because I was playing them on the radio that's a very fortunate thing that happens if you manage to have a, have a career in radio there was no reason that I should have become friends with a guy that was a TV cop on NBC for seven years in the 80s and before that played for the LA Rams but somehow I did <laughs> and, and so even though like some people will be like Fred who oh that guy yeah I vaguely remember that TV show he's like my proudest celebrity connection because there was really no reason for he and I to become friends so you guys worked in radio together right no 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 we never did radio how would we have worked in radio he's American I was on I was in I Chitsville. thought maybe he did an American radio show here and that's how you knew him no 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 you no, literally no, no, met no, no. you interviewed 
interviewed him while in Schittsvale. No, I interviewed him in LA because I convinced a morning show in Schittsvale that we should do a segment on 80s cop shows. <laughs> so you and, made all this just so you could meet Fred Dreyer. And then we became friends. No wonder he's still sending you those dick pics. <laughs> Yeah, my favorite uh, my favorite lunch with Fred Dreyer was um, one time I was in LA. He lives in LA, and um, I had a, I didn't have a car. I, I had a, a, a so I, I got a cab to the restaurant where we were having lunch. And uh, when he realized that I didn't have a car to drive myself back to where I was staying, he said, "Oh well, I'll give you a ride." And Hunter was unmarked police car, right? He was never right. in, in, in uniform. So when we were driving back through LA. It was like I'd been arrested by Hunter. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> like I was like, I don't want to make this too homoerotic, but if you could handcuff me right now. Oh my God. Like, it's like, I only have these furry pink ones. They'll have I'm to like, do. Could you pull your gun out? Oh, that's definitely code for something. <laughs> did I just make it so you can't now show Fred Dreyer this episode? I of- thought you were going to say, did I just make you calm? Um- <laughs> oh, that too. I already know I did that. Uh, anyway, yes. So, um, hi, Hunter. Hello. Don't, please don't listen to this. Happy birthday. Yeah. 75. You old. Well... He's had two careers. It's pretty sweet. You know, is there another footballer who had a seven-year successful run as a TV cop or something else in TV? OJ. He had three careers. <laughs> Actually, that's true. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, okay, yeah, I'll take that back. Um, is murder a career? I'm going to say murder is a career. I feel like if he didn't murder, he's... Twitter wouldn't be as entertaining as it is now. Definitely not. Like, if the murder didn't happen and he was just the guy in the Naked Gun movies, and have you, do you remember that movie he made where they say that it, what they really didn't go to the moon? That one? Do you know that one? He's in a movie where they, where they, they, you know that the conspiracy theory that America never really went to the moon? Right. I think it's called Capricorn One. He's one, he's one of the astronauts that, they Capricorn th- one, yeah. They think that they think they're going to the moon, and then they realise that they're actually going to a film studio, and it's all a, a mock up. Wasn't there like a really famous role that he was supposed to have, but then he didn't get because he murdered people? Well, probably every role that he could have got <laughs> right, after, true, true, after, true. after that day. Yeah. <laughs> but my point is, if you removed the murder from his timeline, right? And you just add Capricorn One, a bunch of other stuff. Neither of us remember Naked Gun. Was he in anything else that was notable? Not really. Okay. And now suddenly he's doing Twitter on the golf course. Those videos wouldn't be as entertaining. I wouldn't be following him. Right, exactly. There you go. Where were we? Oh, oh yeah, soccer. Oh right. <laughs> See, already we made soccer so much more entertaining than that game was. <laughs> that game ended what two one. This has already been like five to seven. Well, yeah, ended uh, <laughs> yeah, ended two one because there was that slightly suspect penalty. Um, the uh, so yeah, so the first uh, the the two games ago, the power goes out on my block. Yes, I could have walked further than my block to watch the game elsewhere, but no. And then on the uh, the game on Wednesday against Denmark I'm watching it it gets to half time my YouTube TV drops out when does YouTube ever drop out ever that I mean like I thought YouTube just you just click the the link and it starts playing the video right so I'm thinking oh my god 
Do the people in my apartment building hate soccer that much? Yes. They pull, they've pulled the power again. So I go to the other theatre. Hulu's on, Netflix is on, Amazon's working fine. And I'm thinking... YouTube... But listen to this. I'm now a tech genius. So I'm like... What am I going to do? Oh, well, I've been reading about this Fubo TV, which is the rival to YouTube. Right. Same money, 30 channels extra. So I was already thinking that I might have to switch up my YouTube TV for Fubo TV. Check me out. I I managed to find the Fubo app, create a login, give my credit card details, get it streaming on my TV, find ESPN on an entirely new app and start streaming the second half of the England-Denmark game in the 15 minutes that halftime takes. You know why that's so shocking? It's not because of the effort you put in. That's in itself shocking, yes, because you never put an effort like that towards anything. But what you chose to put effort into, A, involves sports, which I know you could care less about, and B, Involved England, which you hate. No, well, a few people actually, because England have gone to the final now, have, have sent me messages over the last day going, oh, have you been following the soccer or have you given up on that as well? And I say to all these people, I, look, I like England on my TV. I just don't want it out of my window. There's, <laughs> there are various aspects of England that when it's on my TV, I'm quite happy with it. I don't want it outside my window because if it's outside my window, it means I I'm in England, which means I'm going to be surrounded by a bunch of lazy people in an environment where nothing works properly and those lazy people don't expect anything to work properly. Case in point, Americans probably would have uh, not picked up on this, but... um you know, it went to extra time, that last England game, right? Right, whatever extra, that is. 30 minutes is what extra time is. We call that overtime here. Well, yeah, but it was 30 minutes after the 90 minutes. If that was American football, you'd only be about one-eighth into the game. I still like overtime as a word better than extra time. So we're in uh, extra time, and twice during extra time... Overtime. The commentators in the UK made the joke, oh, we're in extra time at Wembley. I hope the tube's running late tonight. To translate for Americans, the tube is the subway. And yes, that means that twice during that commentary, they made a joke that, oh, it's past 10 p.m. We might have problems getting home on the tube. So twice they said, man, we really want this game to be over. Why is it lasting so long? This sport sucks. You know what no one ever says in the third quarter of an NFL game? When's this game going to be over? They say, fuck yeah, the fourth quarter's on the way. (laughs) Here's my issue with soccer. You talked about time i've watched a couple of these euros games you know i make jokes i don't like soccer i actually do like soccer and i'm a pretty big sports fan so i'm gonna at least you know throw it on every once in a while i think there has been a total of three games throughout this entire tournament that did not end in overtime or a shootout. Every single game ends in a 0-0 tie or a 1-1 tie. We call 0-0 nil-nil. That's dumb. Those aren't numbers. Those are words. (laughs) Then... (laughs) Stop confusing America, soccer. You've got numbers and words. They're two different things. If you're scoring, it's clearly a number. The other thing is, is over, you know, then all these games, all these really important tournament games are then settled with a shootout which a shootout is fun and exciting 
but actually has nothing to do with the actual game of soccer. It is a crap way to win any kind right. of game. So, you know, a couple years back, the NHL, they wanted to, you know, change up the rules a little bit, get fan interest going. So they said, all right, we're no longer going to have ties. You used to be able to end a hockey game in a tie in the regular season. Right. They added a three-on-three overtime for more goals. And when you get past that, you go to a shootout. But you know what they didn't do for the playoffs? They didn't continue those rules. They said, we're going to just continue playing until somebody wins because the game is too important to end on a gimmick and then i have one other issue with soccer well hang on a second you were texting me also i go back to what i was saying earlier on i think you were just angry with yourself that you didn't get laid in austin you were back in dallas you were watching soccer and you were you were taking out your anger on me because normally the soccer games would be going on and you wouldn't be texting me at all i was getting almost jeremy hoffman's own commentary and it was always like why are they doing this why are they doing that this is ridiculous and one of your big things was like this is going to go a penny penny shit 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 for all of the reasons that you've just outlined on this podcast and I said I don't think it will and it didn't go to a penalty shootout we got one penalty that was a suspect penalty to start with and then uh, and then we won okay so one game it throughout this entire tournament didn't go to overtime getting, it ended in actual time I was tie. getting serious vibes that you were angry with yourself for watching one of the Euro I was. games I was angry because I wanted to be entertained by this game I watched the whole 90 minutes I sat through the whole thing it was and nothing entertaining minutes. you, ever, well, you okay, got more value there were, 30 there was, minutes of extra time and you didn't the even, first you goal didn't, by England it was an own goal the other team kicked it in <laughs> You didn't even have to worry about getting home on the tube. No, I was already home <laughs> watching on the tube. One of Jeremy's other comments was, and by the way, if it was an important sporting event, it wouldn't be happening at four o'clock in the afternoon. And I was thinking, does he know it's not four o'clock in Wembley? It, like- it doesn't matter. Everywhere <laughs> in the world should be on Texas time. You know where people are watching the game? Texas. <laughs> no, they're not. Because the fucking YouTube TV goes out. <laughs> the power goes out. My it's- TV was working fine. Even when you're trying to discuss soccer on a US podcast hosted partly by a Brit, you get a text message from an ex-LA Rams player to try and get in the way. Alright, so let's take out the fact that dick they pick. have... <laughs> you can never turn down a dick pic. <laughs> Getting a little dicky is always going to cheer you up. I. <laughs> the other thing is, is, you know, sure the rules are dumb, but let's talk about the actual gameplay. Now, for soccer has been being played for over a hundred years. Way more than that. Way more. I mean, <laughs> countless countries, every four years, it's the focus of the world with the World Cup. Yet, no players can figure out how to hit the freaking net. 99% of shots taken either sail so freaking far above the net or so far to the left or right. And the goal is giant. The goalie plays no purpose in soccer because if they can actually hit the net, the ball's coming in so hard and at such like a high angle on the net that the goalie couldn't reach that anyways. The only reason the goalie is there is so teams couldn't just like lob it a hundred yards from one end of the field to the other into an open net and every in hockey goalie is the most important position last night the tampa bay lightning won the stanley cup solely on the heels of their goalie it's more reason you're silent now because you don't have you don't have an answer for why soccer isn't a terrible sport why why after a hundred years could they not figure out a way to hit the ball so it doesn't sail a hundred feet above the net 
I'm just letting you get all of the anger out because I It'll still never think be you're, out. you're angry with yourself because you spent two hours watching Euros in Texas. Yes. Bring back real sports. <laughs> what, what is it? July 8th? Football's going to be back in like a month. We'll get some You're training camp action. You're bored of baseball. The Mavs are out of basketball. This is what you had to resort to. Well, I'm not bored of basketball. The NBA Finals have been great, but now the Stanley Cup is over. Baseball is just, I mean, uh, don't get me wrong. I love baseball, but it's not the sport it used to be. So it's not as entertaining. The Rangers are so freaking god-awful that they're unwatchable. All I have... Oh, I have it. We're not. Uh, get me to August when we at least get the little kids playing baseball on ESPN. I'll even take. I'll even take a script spelling bee. Let me get some nerdy Indian kids spelling. <laughs> no more soccer. No more tennis. All right. Shall we talk about the Olympian on the weed in part two? Yes. As we've gone so big on sports so far. Jeremy will be more back in the room with less anger in part two because we're going to talk about American sports and weed. Is that more to your liking? You'd think so. Okay, let's do uh, part two of Did You America? We had a little delay uh, over the last week, so uh, let me just uh, recap the song of the week results. Uh, last week, New York producer went for Distorted Light Beam by Bastille, got 20% of the vote. Uh, Anton LaVey from Hobo Johnson, Jeremy's Choice, 30% of the vote. Well done to Skin by Beartooth, uh, winning with 50% of the votes. Uh, we'll set up another three choices for you on Song of the Week when we return with a new podcast, which will be on Monday. You know, I'm starting to think that New York producer really sabotaged the podcast. He was trying to get more votes for his song of the week. Didn't work. <laughs> maybe, maybe. All right. So um, we uh, spent most of uh, part one discussing soccer because uh, Jeremy spent most of this week watching soccer. Which all uh, of it, as we've as we've uh, as we've now deduced, he's very angry with himself. You know doing- what I, I didn't mention was the real reason I'm angry at soccer. <laughs> I've lost about $500 betting on these games thus far. Oh, Soccer is the hardest sport to bet because because every game I want to bet a winner or a loser, but every game, you know what happens? They tie. <sighs> okay, well, the last game didn't tie, nor did it have a penalty. Should every Your every- country owes me $500. <laughs> My country owes me way more than that, god damn it. <laughs> Everything you're alleging that is wrong with soccer is not right. Is has not happened in the last couple of games. In the one game, the one game you watched. Now you have to decide. You have to decide. Do you love England or do you love pasta? Can Choose. I- <laughs> By the way, something I didn't mention because I was too busy selling myself being a tech genius because I managed to sign up to and get a whole new streaming app operating on my TV during half time. Um, this podcast, that's being a fucking tech genius. <laughs> that really is being a fucking tech genius. Um, so I went to, um, yeah, f- uh, Fubo. Because uh, YouTube just dis- YouTube said enough. We've we've coped with one half of a soccer game. We're just going to shut down now to stop you watching the <laughs> you, rest. You sure, basketball? Do you want basketball? <laughs> We're just going to play basketball. <laughs> so um, what I noticed uh, after I'd uh, I'd signed up for the uh, the Fubo app was that uh, they've got all the Hallmark channels. So I thought, well, actually, this is probably meant to be because this coming weekend is the big weekend for Christmas in July, and YouTube didn't have Hallmark, right? Wait, so 
Oh, no, I was thinking 4th of July, not Christmas in July. I was like, you realize that was last weekend, right? You do realize how it goes. It's 4th of July, and then the weekend after 4th of July is the main time for Christmas in July. It's when there's back-to-back Debbie Gibson Christmas movies on Hallmark. Why can't we just celebrate Christmas once? Because it's so great, it deserves to be celebrated twice. Um, Anyway, Fubo, so I was all in for, well, I'll just... I'll just cancel my YouTube subscription because now I've got Fubo TV because they got Hallmark, right? And they got Lifetime as well. And I'm thinking, my God, there's never going to be so much Melissa Joan Hart on my TV in July for all of her Christmas movies. And then I'm looking for Lifetime and they cancelled it at the end of June because they had some sort of contractual dispute. So now I'm torn because I don't know which is worse. YouTube dying halfway through the England game or Fubo TV previously having Hallmark and Lifetime channels, which meant Christmas in July in abundance, Fubo cancelling Lifetime on June 30th. But YouTube has Lifetime. No, the YouTube hasn't got either. So where do you get because Lifetime? I don't know, because I was going to... I used to be on Fubo, but they cancelled it like two weeks before every day wants Lifetime <laughs> for Christmas in July. This is clearly a plan to force you into buying the DVD. Uh... I don't know which I'm more angry at, YouTube for shutting down at halftime or Fubo for cancelling Lifetime one weekend before Christmas in July. Let's be real. It's Fubo. <laughs> you want to care about soccer, but you really care about Melissa Joan Hart. In Christmas in July movies. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Shikari Robinson officially not on the Olympic team because of her failed weed test. Pothead. Yeah. So now let's talk about some things that Jeremy does like. American sports and weed. You know, so there's actually, there's kind of a weird... Um, like major step going on right now in the, I guess, just like weed in America, I guess, like weed and the war on drugs, because, you know, up until this moment, anytime any professional athlete got suspended for weed, the reaction always was like, oh, they just couldn't smoke for a few months. Like they make so much money. Like, why couldn't they do this? And instead, the entire world seemingly was on the side of Shikari Richardson for this one. I would say as well, um, yes, that sort of seemed to be the case. But I also I think, mean, the White House commented on it and we're like, there, there's a problem here. Right. Uh, well, they're just like, don't look at the border. The problem is here. <laughs> right, the right. They couldn't wait to be over. They're like, oh, my God. Thank God a distraction. Thank, thank God. They're like, come on. Shikari Richardson, right. photo opportunity. Let photo her opportunity. smoke. Let her smoke. <laughs> but you know, I think I will say this though, for to, to Shikari Richardson's um credit, yes, most of the population seem to be on your side where they're saying that to be banned for this is ridiculous. And I think she probably thinks that, but to her credit, she did go, well, I'll take the rap, the rules of the rules. And I, she had an edible, right? That's what she's I, claiming. I, I haven't looked that far into it. I know that she she had claimed, you know, her, her biological mother just recently passed away, like her viral moment from a few weeks ago that kind of put her on the national map mm. where she won a really big qualifying race. That's the one that she failed the 
drug test for. And afterwards, ran into the uh, stands crying, hugged her grandma, talked about how her mother just passed away. So I guess from the What's stress that got to do with an edible, I guess from the she claims that from the stress of her mother passing away is why she smoked, oh. and then I think that's Does also why like, a lot oh, of people have been defending her. The problem was was my mum was sick and she forgot to label stuff properly in the fridge, and I took what I thought was a candy bar, and it turned out not to be. And now I'm not in the Olympics anymore. Right. Well, shockingly, I actually, you know, I, I, I'm, you know, I'm with her. She came out and said, like, hey, I, I deserve, you know, I broke the rules, and I actually do agree with that because the rules are the rules. You know, when this news first broke, a lot of people's argument was like, oh, how is weed a performance enhancing drug? What weed's gonna make you run faster? And what they don't realize is, I mean. Weed actually very much is a performance-enhancing drug. No, it's not going to make you run faster, but it's going to make your recovery a lot better. And if everyone's not doing that, then she has an advantage. That is a good point. Because I mean, that's why the rules are in place. That's literally why they're there. I was, uh, yeah. I mean, it's a performance-enhancing drug if you're Pink Floyd. <laughs> right. Um, I saw a If you're, if if you're, you're Joey Chestnut, it's you're, probably a performance-enhancer. Oh, my God, yeah. I mean, do they drug test him before he has? They definitely uh, uh, don't. Seventy-five hot dogs. <laughs> Seventy-six, my friend. I mean, you know, uh, the, he's got some serious munchies from somewhere. I mean, if you're Willie Nelson, it's a performance in. I mean, Willie Nelson in that uh, Dukes of Hazard, the prequel movie that right. I bought for a dollar fifty on DVD, which even by my standards of loving things like the Dukes of Hazard, the prequel, you never ever need to see that. When Willie Nelson was cast as Uncle Jesse in that, he was like, if I'm not going to get so out of my fucking tree even by Willie Nelson standards there's no way I'm going to be able to film this movie because it's so fucking terrible that's an example of a performance enhancing drug the, the best part about that movie not to even extend this tangent is so you know obviously Willie Nelson also starred in the the reboot movie that starred Johnny Knoxville and Sean William Scott of course I never watched that one no but that's the best part because even they were like no we're not going to be in the straight-to-DVD version of this. That's so beneath us. And Willie Nelson was like, how much are you paying me? Yeah, I'm going to do that. Well, there you go. So performance-enhancing drugs. Willie Nelson was was it was able to be in the worst version of the Dukes of Hazard ever, even worse than the one season of the original show where the two main Dukes had a contractual dispute, so they just got replaced by lookalikes. Do you know that story? Here's, no, I don't. That actually don't. happened. Oh my, in the main oh show God. for an entire this is the, <laughs> the main original show, the original oh when it God. was when it was one of the biggest shows ever when there were way fewer networks than there are now right when they <laughs> would have been one of the top most paid actors two of the top most paid actors at the time right they had a contractual dispute and they refused to film so for one season of the original show they're replaced by lookalikes for one season do they also like paint a rainbow flag on the top of the car <laughs> and just like totally change it up for a bit <laughs> no, because Starsky and Hutch were the gay ones, not the Dukes of Hazard. Um, so anyway, right. yes, these are examples as, as to when it's a performance-enhancing drug. But you do raise a good point. I hadn't thought of the recovery because you know, I mean, I've got I've got elderly relatives back in Shitsville that, believe me, wouldn't be you know edible eating, dope smoking hippies by any stretch of the imagination. But you know, aunts and uncles of mine that are in their seventies with bad arthritis and stuff like that and they they get the weed to yeah, help so look, so yeah if, if you take it in small doses and you don't take it like 
me where you're trying to get blitzed off of a whole joint to the face. Like, it really does have values to it. Like, you know, I we talk about how I've been working out. There's days where the guy I work out with, my friend, he'll text me and we'll do the exact same workouts, just go just as hard. And he'll be like, oh, I'm so sore. I'm so tired. What about mm. you? I do not get sore from my workouts. You know why? Because after every single workout, I smoke. Right. And I truly believe that there are benefits to that. So, yes, there are. So there's like, you have a little bit and it can help recovery from strenuous exercise or ailments like arthritis. And then if you have a ton, the next thing you're Willie Nelson singing Gentle on My Mind in the Render Chiefs <laughs> exactly. Hazard movie. Like these exactly. are the levels. So <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that sports should quote unquote legalize weed because oh this way shikari richardson can run and win america a gold medal because that's really why everyone reacted right 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 why they should do it is because instead of being allowed to smoke weed to recover what these athletes are forced to do is take prescription drugs that are addictive and a lot more destructive to their life and their body and yada 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 mm. we have years and years of examples of people have been calling for the nfl to loosen their weed rules for years and they finally did it last year the cowboys got back a great player who's expected to be a huge contributor this year solely because he had been suspended so many times for weed mm. but they finally eased up on the rules and now he can play here's the thing like everything else else in this world it has been made into a political movement when it shouldn't be. If the NFL comes out and says we're no longer drug testing for weed, that's not them just changing their rules. That's them taking a stand on one side or the other and inevitably will piss off one side or the other of their fan base. But they don't have to make an announcement for it. They don't need to make it known what players fail and don't fail for whatever they do. I direct people to baseball. Baseball, now, I don't know this for a fact, but I've been watching baseball my whole life. And, you know, I've known a few professional baseball players in my life, and I'll tell you, I've smoked with them. Mm. But they don't they don't ever get suspended. I know they get tested. They get tested like crazy for steroids. Why are baseball players not getting suspended for weed? Because baseball doesn't want their best players not playing because they smoked a freaking joint after a game. So they didn't make it known, we're not testing for weed. They just don't do it. And baseball players don't get suspended for weed. It doesn't have to be a big news deal. So the NBA is well known. Their rules, they give three drug tests a year. And after those three tests, you know you're done. So. 90% of the NBA is huge potheads because they know when they're going to be tested. But they could very easily just say, yeah, we're testing for weed. No one's getting suspended. And just not make it public to the world and not make it a political issue and allow these players to actually benefit from something that could actually help them. Brace yourself. I'm about to say something controversial. Oh, no. Is just getting stoned the only way you can deal with the boredom of a six-hour baseball game? <laughs> yes, that's the other thing. It makes the game so much better. Imagine, first of all, baseball players should be allowed to do steroids because baseball was incredible when everyone was juiced up. Now you add a little bit of weed into the mix, that's a party. <laughs> there, was a, there was a pitcher a few years back. His name was Tim Lincecum. He played for the San Francisco Giants. Mm -hmm. At the time, he was 
one of the best pitchers in baseball. I believe the year that he won a World Series with the Giants, he might have also won the Cy Young, which is the award that goes to the best pitcher in baseball. When they interviewed him after winning the World Series, the only thing he could think to say was, the sky's going to be filled with smoke tonight in San Francisco. On TV, he basically said, I'm going to leave this stadium and smoke weed. You know what baseball did? Nothing. Wow. All right. Uh, a couple more things to do before we're done today. Uh, there are two dating shows coming to, well, I think, well, actually, they're both streaming. I was going to say one's on TV, but uh, it's going to be on the uh, the Peacock uh, app. Uh, Joe Exotic wants to find love, and there is a Pride and Prejudice dating show coming to Peacock. So Joe Exotic, I guess, Tiger King is planning on uh, being released pretty soon. Is this like the longest someone's ever attempted to hold on to fame for? Like, usually by now, these people with 15 minutes of fame have like given up knowing it's never going to come back. You literally see a Joe Exotic or a Carol Baskin story once a month. Yeah, it's pretty impressive, right? Yeah, they keep holding on. I mean, even his uh, current husband has said that uh, he might not continue to be Joe Exotic's husband when Joe Exotic gets out of jail. So even the current husband is like I've had enough of this. He's lost the. Uh, it's like he's looking for his Joe Casual, <laughs> right? Yeah, apparently. So the plan is, um, he's doing a thing called Bachelor King to find his next husband. Men over eighteen can apply online, and three winners will be chosen to each receive a romantic and filmed. It says for TV, it'll be for YouTube <laughs> getaway, a filmed for probably YouTube getaway with Joe once he's released from prison. Based on what I remember from watching Tiger King the previous time, when it says men over 18, I think for Joe Exotic, men as close to the age of 18 as possible. <laughs> right, like yeah. that, that's his demographic, right? So what am I, do you want me to go ahead and sign you up? How do you feel about meth and chasing tigers? <laughs> Someone sent me a text message said, uh, hey, Ian, if you hooked up with Joe Exotic once he comes out of jail, this could be the real low-rent redneck version of what Megan got out of Harry. <laughs> <laughs> he is the Tiger King and I, I am his Tiger Queen. So I, and I, I was, I was you like, get interviewed with Oprah and everything. I'm thinking like, uh, wow. Carol well, Baskin is racist. <laughs> <laughs> it's that's the thing you know like most people haven't heard of this podcast like most people didn't know megan in suits or even what suits was this is our suits and if i get it together with joe exotic this could be i mean my buddy you sent the text message may have a point there does that make me the guy that used to bang megan on suits yeah, you're the guy from Saved by the Bell. He was in suits, right? <laughs> nice. Is that him? Who, Screech? No, I'm more of a no, Screech anyways. <laughs> uh, no, it wasn't Suits. See, this is the point. We don't know what Suits was or who was in it, except that the chick who ended up getting the royal family member and yoko the entire royal, royal family has made that show notable because she yoko the royal family. I'm going to go ahead and say that I'm Patrick J. Adams. I don't know if that's who banged Megan on Suits, but I'm looking at the cast of Suits and I'm Patrick J. Adams. Right, yeah. Well, anyway, so it's a, it's an idea, but I think I'm about 20 years too old for Joe exotic and like, oh, you said, and, and, like, and like you said I don't know that uh, my future is with tigers and meth. <laughs> I don't know I think it could work for you. I think you quit drinking uh, <laughs> and you hate dogs <laughs> yeah I wonder if I'd be more comfortable with tigers than dogs. I don't know I don't know how the... you look wonderful in jean shorts <laughs> 
and I do like a sing song. I mean, he makes those. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. You would crush those music. <laughs> we could right. stop. It's him. official. Your date, we Carl Nassib. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> We got we got a new way for you to you wield that fi- verified you got, you dick. Got, got, <laughs> yeah, film me for my video submission to Joe Exotic, and I'm going. I thought I was going to date Carl Nassib when he came out <laughs> as the first officially gay, currently playing NFL person, but actually now you're on the market and you're about to be out of jail. I've realized that my future is with tigers and meth. <laughs> I get By the way, can we start singing some country duets together? Because I've got a beautiful singing voice. Have you ever? considered a country version of Iron Maiden's Number of the Beast. You know who Joe Exotic has never sang in front of? Robert Plant. (laughs) (laughs) That's a throwback to a podcast from about 10 episodes ago. (laughs) I think... P.S. I've sung in front of Rob. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I didn't realize how appealing I could be to Joe Exotic. That's what I'm saying. We, uh, I get it. This is all a big joke, but no, let's take know. let's take this seriously. If we really wanted to get this podcast to another level, all we would need to do is have you get into a serious relationship with Joe Exotic. He is so fame seeking. I swear, he would see that blue check mark by your name, and that's all you would need. We would be in. Then all of a sudden, we're in Tiger King 2. Boom. Hey, guys, the guy in tar- Tiger King 2 happens to have a podcast. Boom. Now we're the famous ones. Wield that verified dick, my friend. And then I just like rinse it for all it's worth, like Megan's doing, and then I leave him for Carl Nesbitt? Yes. <laughs> Carl Nesbitt is eventually going to be on that verified dick. Don't worry. And I can say to Carl Nesbitt, hey, Listen, I know the Sultan of Safeties. Can I introduce you to Fred Dryer? (laughs) Maybe he can teach him a thing or two on the field. It's been suggested that you're actually not that good as a footballer. Not by me. I didn't say it. I don't know. I don't know that you're going to have a long-term career as a footballer, and you're probably not going to get seven seasons in a cop show on NBC. Hunter (laughs) 2. Imagine if if Carl Nassib ended up in this. We would, our cosmic powers are working at its finest. <laughs> NBC, you better be listening. <laughs> Carl Nassib gets cast in a reboot of Hunter. <laughs> Fred Dreyer's like, I said one dick pic to get replaced. <laughs> He's like, I'm seven. I'm only seventy five. Why can't I play Hunter again? I hunt humans. <laughs> I'm guessing that was the show, right? He hunted humans. No, it was a cop show. A lot of cops hunt humans, my friend. (laughs) There it is. (laughs) I do remember when they they did uh, some TV movies of it in the 2000s, like they brought it back after about 10 years. I was living in Shitsville at the time. Of course, the the TV movies were never shown, so I had to get someone to send VHSs over from (laughs) from California. And um, they... uh, I remember seeing the promo for it online because they were doing some interviews for the fact that it was coming back for TV movies. And uh, in the promo, this is like, I don't know, like 2004, maybe they brought it back. The first thing is him putting a gun on one person, punching them out, getting the other one in a headlock in an alley, putting a gun to his head and going, I'm a Los Angeles police officer and shooting you is just another thing I've got to do today. Oh, so good. I have the weirdest boner. Oh, my God. This is before defund the police. Um, (laughs) All right. Um, Before we're done, uh, the other dating show is a Pride and Prejudice dating show, which is coming to Peacock. By the way, 
Peacock. If you make this a free thing on your app and you still keep the U premiership as Peacock Premium, I'm going to be so angry with that. All these dating shows are trying to live up to one thing and one thing only, and that's Flavor of Love. No dating show will ever be as good as little old Flavor Flav getting the hottest bitches around. I don't think I ever saw that. I remember, um, what was the show Flavor Flav was in when he when he was trying to get it on with Bridget Nielsen? The Surreal Life. Right, that yeah. I remember watching. That was a go. That was all celebrities. But the, the modern dating show was essentially invented by Flavor Flav. Right. So all, you know, Pride and Prejudice, sure. Terrible book. But... Uh, as long as you get some public enemy in there, that might be the key. I don't know if uh, Flavor Flav would uh, relate very well to uh, the new show Pride and Prejudice, an experiment in romance where the contestants will be staying in a castle, communicating with handwritten letters, I hope written with a quill, um, <laughs> doing archery and dating during carriage rides. Brace yourself, I'm about to say something even more controversial oh, no. than whatever the last controversial thing I said was. We were already cancelled twice. During this podcast. When I was uh, I, when I was at school, I was really good at English. I just had a, I was just naturally good at writing and I liked what we read. Like when I was at school school like So you the, could speak? I could speak and spell and read. I'm sorry, but being good at English, which most children know, is not something generally people brag about. I'm just saying, I was enjoying... I remember we read an Inspector Calls and we read Animal Farm and I was into all that and that was good. And then I went to college and I chose English because I enjoyed it at school. And all the college level English literature that we covered was basically the entire works of Jane Austen. So it's all pride <laughs> Very and prejudice, Wuthering yeah. Heights. So as I said, brace yourself. I'm about to say something controversial. Oh, Only can't. women like those books. Oh, no. Cancel, cancel, cancel. They're they're books for women. It's the same as only gays find Kathy Griffin funny. I, it's just... You know what? We did not live up to stereotypes. What? I mean, I'm just saying, most people would assume a gay person's gonna love that. You're Wait, like, fuck no. no. I spent money going to see Kathy Griffin one time I was in Palm Springs. We got about 80 minutes into the show and I went to my buddy, are we gonna get a joke at some point? Fucking bitch didn't say one thing. She spent about, it was a 90 minute show. She spent the entire time talking about the fact that she'd moved in next door to the Kardashians, leading us to believe that there was some story that she had about the Kardashians by from peering through her fucking blinds. And 90 minutes later, we didn't get a Kardashian story, and I couldn't tell you one joke. Oh, God, yeah, that sounds about, Ka about right for Kathy Griffin. Anyway, so, um, uh, Pride and Prejudice, I, they're, they're books for women. You only enjoy, show me a man who goes, oh, my God, all that Jane Austen stuff, I loved it. Yeah, but then you already know it's probably going to be a, a great TV show, because... I mean, generally, the people who watch The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, other than Howard Stern, are women. Right. So, I mean, maybe this is going to be the perfect show. That Maybe that was the issue with Flavor of Love. It was attracting people like me. <laughs> right. It was too bro-centric. It was very bro I mean, I, I heard an interview a few weeks back. It was an old interview with Flavor Flav. He had a live-in girlfriend throughout the entirety of that show. They did three seasons of him trying to get a girlfriend. Well, at home, he had a girlfriend. I... I, I uh... I was familiar with Public Enemy and I'd seen him in Chitsville a few times. I was not familiar until he was in The Surreal Life with how 
out there flavor flave was like i get like as a crack public- cocaine's a hell of a drug my friend <laughs> right but i was only familiar with he was the very visual part of the public enemy stage yeah, boy show. got the clock yeah so you got like you know the points that chuck d's making and the music they make and then i was always assuming that you know uh flavor flave was there to be more visually entertaining yeah, if you went to the a hype show man right i didn't realize how crazy and out of control he was until i saw this in real life and then around that same time I would start googling him and every other week he'd either be arrested on a speeding ticket or he'd be setting off fireworks the, 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 the firefighters had to come and put out in right. his backyard in Vegas and and the more I read about it the more I was just thinking wow I, I mean I'd be watching it going this is kind of funny and then occasionally I think yeah, do you think Chuck D ever switches on this and goes oh my god <laughs> not again slave oh my god I've got to take this out on tour <laughs> yes oh. I think that happens all the time I think that uh, that we might need to change up the dynamic of this podcast a little bit. I think you need to be more of the Chuck D role and I just be your flavor flavor. So you make points and I'll stamp it with the occasional, yeah, boy, stuff like that. Right, while smoking crack and setting off fireworks. As I do. All right, suddenly dating Joe Exotic and getting out of this is very appealing. Yeah! (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, if you fancy it, Pride and Prejudice... The book written exclusively for women is now going to be a dating show on uh, the Peacock app. Um, And as I said, I bet they make this free. I bet they're still charging people for UK Premiership games, but this shit's going to be free. Oh, there's zero chance this is on the paid for Peacock. (laughs) Also the name of my my weird pornos. Paid for Peacock. Only fans. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, we're done for another episode. Thanks for checking out this one. If you want to talk to us, we are at didyouamerica.com. You can leave us messages there. Uh, also reach out via the socials. Camfield off the radio is my Instagram. I'm Ian Camfield on Twitter. And uh, if we keep doing these uh, as uh, something approaching uh, real time, we'll be back next week. Monday, so stand by for that. Oh, one other thing. You can buy our t-shirts at didyouamerica.com. How lovely do they feel on your nipples? Oh, so good on your nipples. 